Welcome to another edition of The Athlete's Perspective. This is another episode of Season 2. Today we are going to dive into water, women's water polo. Today I have Brooke and Paige with me. How are you guys doing? We're doing We're good. We're doing good. Thank you. Awesome. Tell me, where are you guys? Brooke, where are you from? So I'm actually from O'Fallon, Missouri. So um, I'm pretty local. And then Paige? I'm from Bend, Oregon. It's Central Oregon, so kind of far away. Oregon, a little West Coast. Yep. So tell me, what was it like coming over from um, the West Coast to the Midwest? Different. Everything's flat here, so <laughs> it's a little a little strange, but so far so good. Okay, that's cool. Um, so Brooke, you're from here. Not much change. Um, how no. far is O'Fallon from Central? Um, it's about 25 minutes away. So okay, so you're like really close. Yeah, you're <laughs> right there. Um, Brooke, tell me, how did you get into water polo? So I am actually one of the newest additions to the water polo team here at Lindenwood. I um, didn't start until college, actually. So my future brother-in-law, I guess, had played for um, our coach Dave at Lindenwood, and then he recommended I try it, and so now I'm super into it. It's super fun. Wow. So, like, did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I actually um, I played soccer, basketball, and then tennis all through high school. So what separates those sports from water polo? Why did you decide to pursue water polo in college? Um, I think for me, water polo is like the most fun because it has to do with like it's obviously a lot of swimming. and I've always like loved to swim. Um, it's also just a really like high energy, fast paced game and it's really competitive. And so it's just a lot more fun than the rest of the sports I've played. Yeah, I actually don't know much about water polo. So, I mean, I hope I mean, that's why you're in here to yeah. coach me up a little bit and teach me about water polo um you said you like swimming and things like that so did you play any other sports in the water um I haven't I would swim a lot just like on my own um but I actually didn't even swim in high school so I just kind of got better at it and then I um trained with Sam um the summer leading up before I came to college and that kind of gave me a little bit um more like base work to go to go into Okay, cool. Um, Paige, what about you? How did you get into the sport of water polo? Um, I've been playing since I was a sophomore in high school, so I've been playing since I was 15. Um, I got into it. I played competitive basketball pretty much since I was in kindergarten, and I kept, like, I had broken ankles and all that stuff, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, So I started training for a triathlon, and then my mom kind of just signed me up for water polo, and I fell in love with water polo and kind of dropped out of the triathlon. I love the swimming aspect of it. So, and then I just kind of went with it from there and fell in love with the sport. So, I only know what I've seen a couple of times watching the Olympics. Um, when you guys are swimming in water polo, you guys don't actually touch the ground, right? Like you guys are yeah pedaling the whole time. Yeah, we never touch the sides or the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what I figured, but I just couldn't imagine. You know, trying to swim the whole time to keep myself afloat while also um, chasing people and throwing a ball around and trying Mm -hmm. to score. I think that was the hardest part for me, like, learning in college is just, like, the endurance it takes to when you're not actually swimming but you're treading the entire time. And so it's just, like, learning those new skills and then building on them so that way you can, like, last a whole game and not Mm -hmm. get super tired. It becomes second nature for sure. I mean, it definitely takes – some time, but then once you get in the pool, it's like sometimes it feels like you didn't even leave the deck because, I mean, you just so are used to doing it every single day that it becomes second nature. So can you guys, like, just 
I guess sit or lay, whatever you want to call it, in the water without moving at all, like just float. <laughs> like floating. Kind of. Um, I've mean, done that practice a few times. You yeah. get in trouble when you do that, but yeah, yeah it's pretty fun. Yeah. Because I would think at some point you would just need to be able to um, yeah. somehow keep yourself afloat without moving and kind of conserve yeah. energy. Yeah, definitely. Well, like the most winded like things that we do is just a straight swim set, and we always touch the wall after that. But sometimes, I mean – you do learn when you're treading, like, that becomes your rest. Because even in games, like, after a goal, you don't go back to the wall. You go back to the middle, and you still can't touch anything. So the treading becomes your resting. You bring your heart rate down and all that. So yeah. it's sort of that becomes, you know, you take advantage of that time. You just got to get used to it. Okay, so getting a little bit more into into the sport, um, can you tell me how does it play, like, I don't like. I don't even know how many players are in the water at the yeah. same time, mm-hmm. and um, how the scoring works, or how um, the just like the yeah, whole setup. Yeah, technique. So take me through that. Um, well, each team has seven players in the water, and it's set up in a twenty-five meter pool. So there's two almost soccer-looking like goals on mm-hmm. either end. They're a lot smaller, and there's two goalies, and then um, you sort of set up like if you would like in basketball except there's another player so instead of five there's six and um so you know you have the point and then you got the two wings and the flats and then a post like in basketball would be our set our center and she sits right in the middle mm-hmm. um and you just there's a shot clock uh 30 seconds um mm-hmm. in some cases it's 35 the quarters depend um, on what tournament it is. It can be anywhere from running clock, six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then you basically just you set up like you would, pass around, and I'm making it sound kind of simple, but, I mean, you just try and score. And, and yeah. then if you don't and if you miss, you go the other way, and then the other team tries to score and you play defense. So People say it's a large combination of a lot of sports, mm-hmm. like, thrown together, but... Um, not to hype ourselves up or anything, but they do say it's the hardest sport to play. Yeah, so. I, mean, I would think so. Just yeah. Because <laughs> in water and, yeah. I mean, we did, we're not built to be in water no. for a long uh-huh. period of time. So. Yeah. It's yeah. really fun. It's it's kind of hard to learn, but once you get the hang of it, it really does just kind of become second nature, like Paige said. So when you're for describing sure. it, it sounds a little bit easier than I think Yeah. actually learning it and understanding all the rules and everything is. Yeah, there's a lot to it for sure, but yeah. it's super fun. So. So how physical would you say the sport is? Like you said, there's um, a lot of, it's like a lot of sports put together. So what sports exactly would you say it's like? Um, I would say we have, a lot, like there's ejections. Um, like there yeah. would be like in a hockey game. Um, if you get ejected, you have like a, what, 20-second ejection. Yeah, you go to um, the corner and, and you then, play man down. Yeah, I would say otherwise it's like. It's like you set up kind of like basketball. It's continuous. Soccer. Uh, soccer. The physicality is um, similar to rugby in the water. We're very yeah. physical. You can hands-on, you know, yeah. all that. Okay. So Very aggressive. Yeah, very, very aggressive. Kind of like the, the thing that people say is a lot of the time underwater is like it doesn't count. Like the refs don't see underwater. So wow. you just do what you can. And, yeah, you learn. It's part of the game. So, yeah, it's pretty physical. You said that. There's injections. This is like a penalty box that you sit in for the 20 seconds. Mm, yeah, I mean, there's lane lines that connect it sort of into a corner, and you either go under the lane lines or you sit in the corner of the yeah. pool on your side of like where your bench is. Yeah. So then so you, you leave, touch the corner, and then wait for the ref to wave you back mm-hmm. in, and then you go back in. So yeah, 
Okay, so are you training the whole time, or do you get to kind of take a break and? When you get ejected, um, you're not assuming supposed you make, to. Yeah, like assuming you make it over there before your 20 seconds are up, it's mostly just like touch and go, and you're back okay. in. Yeah, I would because say. sometimes the 20 seconds doesn't even matter. It, it if they if the other team shoots, then you can go back in. Yeah. A lot of times, the 20 seconds is rarely used up. So. So would you say um, the technique and the strategy that comes with um, playing water polo? What do you try like what is your goal to do on how to score points um well for me I'm one of the faster girls on the team so a lot of the times I really and and what we should a lot of teams should try and do is it's called a counterattack, which basically you go from defense and then you swim down and it's it's the easiest way to score a goal which is just beat the other player by your speed and get the ball passed up to you so you have a one on goalie so it's just yourself and the goalie with no defense and that's like the main outswim the other team be faster than the other team and so that's i mean for me that would be nice but there's also a lot of other like yeah when you're set up there's a lot of ways plays that you would want to do but simple would be counterattack yeah. for sure which is what our coach would obviously want us to do the most you're kind of set up in an outside perimeter, and so if you are if you are on offense and you're trying to shoot at the goal, you kind of just pass the ball, and then um, if you have a good shot, you take it, and if not, you pass the ball to your teammates. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the physical aspect, um, how does that tie into um, playing? Is it uh, more of kind of like tackling the person with the ball, or do you check people, or like do blocking? Um, the the aspect of it changes from what you would think on land because you're in the water so a lot of the times like your whole your body moves a lot slower so you have to make a lot of really quick snap movements if mm-hmm. you can it's a lot of lunging grabbing the other person with your arm um it's a lot of yeah underwater like I said it's a lot of pulling um swimming next to each other bumping shoulders that stuff um and in defense too you always have a hand on someone you're always trying to push someone you're always trying to back someone up so yeah well that seems like definitely a lot in the water yeah yeah just to think about um i mean i just can't get my head around trying to keep myself up yeah i think a lot of people get hung up on that i told some people um that i work with over the summer and she was like i just don't know how you can swim that long or how you can tread that long but Mm -hmm. it's easy it's easier once you think once you once Once you practice once you force yourself into the water and you're like i'm gonna like i i'm not gonna leave i'm going to stay in the water and i'm going to tread this long once you get that down, that becomes the least of your problems in polo. I mean, because you want to learn everything else. So, yeah. Okay, so take me around because, I mean, it just seems like so much work. So take me into your preparation, um, your training, and your workouts. Um, how do you get in shape to be able to perform in the pool? Um, well, you start off. I mean, it's obviously best if you can swim pretty good. I mean, not everyone can swim super fast. Um different types of swimmers so we always we always start off with a swim set whether that be you know just a, a warm-up or something you know that actually lasts a long time pushes us for endurance wise mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure um and then and then sometimes we'll do sprint sets too because that's important in the game as well once the swim set's done we usually pass for a decent amount of time to get our arms warmed up um passing in would if you if you're not warmed up for passing then you're not going to be able to shoot so passing yeah then we usually, it really depends on the day, but we can, we will usually end up practice in a game situation. Um, 
and we will practice game awareness, passing, just playing like you would in a game because that's that's what you got to do. In in season, we have about seven practices a week, and Mm -hmm. then we have two um, weights, weights like sessions. So where we go to the um, fieldhouse, yeah, fieldhouse gym, and work out with a trainer. So you talk about um, in season. Uh, What about off season? Do you guys you know take a break? Um, Like when you go home for the summer, are you getting pools, doing train that way, or just doing um, recreational things, just having fun? Um, this summer, um, there's a St. Louis summer league. And so I did that. Um, it's for, there's a lot of older guys in the area who do it. So it's basically, and then if you come back from college, um, we kind of all do that. And so I think a lot of people on our team either like work out with their high school team, um, and practice, or they have like a summer league that they join. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not as competitive obviously, but it it kind of keeps your skills intact and like make sure that you don't. Keeps your body digress. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have. A lot of the girls, like you said, have they have club teams or high school teams that they go back in. And I, I have gone back and played with them, but I found that a lot – I got into something like Orange Theory, which is it's like a sort of run, lift, mm-hmm. you know, rowing thing. And I got into that a lot, which helped my cardio a lot. My the, my swim muscles were not there as much <laughs> when I came back, but the my heart was there, which is what's important, you know, like being in good shape when you come back because – Either way, you're gonna have to work work all that summer off. So yeah, but in our off season, I think we uh, we go to a few water practices a week, and then we still have weights. It's just not as um, intense because it's the men's season, mm-hmm. so our coaches focused on them in the fall semester. Mm-hmm. Does weight matter? Would you say in in water polo? Um, does having a like a bigger size um, have an advantage over your opponent? And do you guys? Um, you know, lift and eat to make sure you maintain a certain weight. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about water polo is that it is water is a good equalizer as far as height and stuff. Um, but, I mean, if you put someone who's, you know, 120 pounds on a girl who's maybe 170 or something in the water, I mean, that's going to be hard for them. It's a mismatch, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you don't really want that to happen. So, yeah. You're always trying to build your strength, your legs, your your core, especially in your arms. You're always trying to get there just so that if you're on a mismatch, you can handle yourself. So, yeah, definitely we, we are very conscious of in-season. We yeah. <laughs> Before practice, before games, we definitely were watching what we eat and stuff. So, yeah. You guys mentioned um, high school and club teams a little bit. I actually had no idea water polo was a thing in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, probably – wasn't until like the 2014 Olympics that I really um, yeah. saw water polo mm-hmm. as a thing. Would you say that water polo is a popular sport in the U.S. or is it more popular in um, European countries? Or um, I would say in the U.S. for sure it is. However, the Midwest is definitely lacking compared yeah. to like especially the West Coast. I know is huge on it. Um, as well as I know Florida has a really good team. So yeah. I think the coast it's a lot more popular. Um, mm-hmm. I mean compared to the Midwest, there's obviously St. Louis polo. Um, but it's not as popular. Yeah, the West Coast for sure. Like It's supposed to be the fastest-growing sport in the U.S. at the moment. Um, the West Coast, California is sort of like hometown, water polo, all that, you know, mm-hmm. right on the beach and stuff. So, yeah, it is it's it is interesting coming from, you know, there and then coming here and people, you know, they're like, oh, I'd never heard of water polo. And it's, yeah, it, Missouri needs to, we all need to over here kind of start learning more about it for sure, so. It's funny because I have a few sports that come in and say, yeah, it's the fastest growing sport in the U.S. Oh, right really? now. So I'm just like, 
I don't know, man. I need to do some research because see like what exactly sports I think, I think I read the in. same think, article you yeah. did so I'm gonna stand by that water polo <laughs> is the fastest growing sport in the US Sometimes on record know, and the best people yeah. might be a little biased because you know they play the sport but I've had like <laughs> sure. lacrosse come in yeah. and women's hockey and it's like it's the fastest I mean, growing sport uh, in the US right they're probably growing just not as fast not as rapidly yeah yeah <laughs> okay so tell me about the the injuries that can happen in the pool I mean I know um with anything active, cramps can happen. But um, what are popular injuries that that happen? Um, like pulled yeah. pulled muscles, broken bones. What? what yeah, happens? I think broken bones are less common, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's just overuse of your shoulders and 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 your elbows. Even you know, it's just like your back and your shoulders because you're always always just grinding the muscles, grinding yeah. that area, and then you know you're going lifting that area. So, um, not necessarily uh, a like quick injury, but it, it can it can really it can get on the, on your back and your shoulders and stuff. It can kind of weigh down on you a yeah. little bit. So. I think our team's most common injury for Shoulders. sure has been a shoulder. Um, we also have had concussions. You get those a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, you're throwing a ball in the water, so that's mm-hmm. going to happen. You're going to get hit eventually, Smacked I feel like. Head. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, shoulder injuries and then maybe mm-hmm. concussions as well. So people get concussions from getting hit by the ball? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the ball's The ball is like, it looks like a volleyball, but it's sort of hard like a like a basketball yeah it's it's but like rubbery and yeah. depending on who's throwing it it's even harder yeah so. yeah like if the men's team is throwing yeah. it i got hit by a guy one time and it was yeah. it was painful so yeah the quick injuries are more like uh, you get popped in the face um, yeah. um a guy on the men's team just got his lip totally cut open he got popped in the face on his lip another guy had his tooth chipped as well yeah hit in the face uh, no, I, think by some, a, a I think someone's like either okay. elbow or hand yeah. or something but his yeah. tooth is chipped yeah, I can definitely see people getting <laughs> elbows in the face and things For like sure. that. For yeah. sure, yeah. Arms flying around, things like that. Um, you you guys don't wear goggles, do you? No. no. Okay, so you don't you don't worry about the water getting in your eyes. No, like you you get immune after a while. Yeah, I know, like, like our eyes kind of turn this weird shade of pink. Yeah, after, like, after you season. get out of game, and then one time I got out and I like saw like little rainbow circles mm-hmm. over lights because it was like night out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We wear our swim caps. We wear our suits and these like headgear things to protect our ears sort of and it has our number on it yeah our number in our school and that's it and that's it yeah <laughs> okay so lightweight i mean i wouldn't totally um so would you say that your the condition that you're in to be able to perform in the pool do you think that carries over to things on land like would you be able to um you know play certain sports and if so what sports would you think you'd be conditioned I, for i think that if i had played water polo my whole life I don't know if I would have been good at other things <laughs> just because you the muscles are so different yeah. like it's a totally different yeah, type of like your your cardio can be there but if I I mean I played basketball like I said competitively since I was in kindergarten and I go back now and my ankles feel weird my knees feel a little <laughs> weird and, and the only reason why I mean I can run and that's like I, I can play other sports because I'm used to it, but if I had played water polo my whole life, I think I would have lost touch with a lot of the other <laughs> abilities that you know some other people have with that on yeah. land. It's like it's funny we we just kind of we're not used to it anymore. Uh-huh. So is there like a professional league for water polo? 
or women's water polo? Yeah, I mean, there's the Olympics, um, and our women's team, the U.S. women's team, have won gold. I think two is it two Olympics now? Yeah, yeah. And um, they're amazing, absolutely amazing. And then there's there's obviously like D one, you know, just like in co- in college and yeah. stuff. The we're a club sport here. Yeah, at yeah. And and the the top league in D one is it's called the MPSF, and it's the Mountain Pacific. So it's like Stanford. Um, uh, UCLA, all that. So that's over, like I said, West Coast. So <laughs> post-college career, what do you see guys um, doing? Do you think you'd be want to stay around the water polo community or like coach or, you know, pursue a For different sure. career? We yeah. had uh, one girl graduate and she's actually coaching now. And then um, I know a lot of people like to stay around. You kind of make friends and develop relationships with other players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that keeps you kind of wanting to stay active as well. It's a great it's a great resource to like go and work out and then it's also a lot more fun so Mm -hmm. um yeah I think a lot of people would maybe join a club team once graduating yeah there are there are lots of master's teams you can go and play in Mm -hmm. I would say my my main goal I'm studying to be a teacher right now so my main goal would be to go back to Oregon or somewhere over there and teach and then hopefully coach the high school team so that would be what I would want to do so definitely stay within the community yeah. Okay, so you guys mentioned how um, the water polo is popular on the coast. Um, can you get more into the demographic-wise? Like, do people with more resources or what kind of resources do you need to be able to, um, you know, pursue playing water polo? Oh, I think it definitely depends because in there's different leagues and stuff. In high school, it's probably easier to play in places like California because they have a lot of the resources. They have a lot of times the high schools have their own pool. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like in Oregon, I my team in high school, we were we were our high school's team, but it was still a club sport. Um, so we had to fund everything. We had to pay our own coaches. We had to buy our own suits. But I mean, we did. I mean, we ended up winning state, and we it's it's sort of one of those things that's like. You can fundraise if you want it, then you'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Missouri. I'm not super familiar with the high school teams around here. But yeah. I think in, in places that's more popular, it's a lot easier to play. But in places like Missouri or the Midwest, um, probably not St. Louis, but, um, you know, around here it's more difficult because I don't think a lot of high schools have their own pool, which is a big thing because getting being able to go and – to the pool and buy space for you to practice is kind of expensive so yeah yeah Yeah. okay um is there anything guys want to add to um you know the end of this session um do you want to leave the listeners with something about water polo that you know a lot of people don't understand um i think it's really underrated for what it is um and so if you guys have the chance to maybe come um, to one of our games or just go look For at sure. it. Um, it's a really fun opportunity and like a really cool sport to play. So yeah, definitely check us out next semester. We'll be women's team. We'll be playing. So <laughs> yeah. And then the men's are at nationals right now. So just keep an eye out for us. We're, we're up and coming. So yeah, that sounds great. I look forward to watching more of wire polo and I think I kind of understand it now. So uh, thank you guys for that. Thank you guys for coming in. Yeah, thank you uh, for having us. To all the listeners, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate your support. Um, always, if you want to reach out and recommend something that I recommend, a sport that I can come bring in and um, teach you guys about, just let me know. Reach out in any way. Um, until then, I will catch you guys on the next episode.